What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When Christ walked the earth, he didn't simply heal people. He loved them, counseled them, and he transformed them physically, mentally, and spiritually. The power of Christ to transform lives is the most powerful force in the universe. If there is something profound missing in your life, or if you want to learn more about leading people to Christ, the transformative power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Hey, good afternoon. This is Pastor John Allworth, and I want to tell you it is such a blessing and an honor to be here with you today. Um, it is truly an honor to, to bring the Word of the Lord to you, and I want to try to help you today. First of all, I hope you're warm out there. It's getting cold. I've been in Texas all my life, and my goodness, uh, this cold weather is kind of hard to take. So I hope you're by in your car and your heater's working, and or uh, you're at home and you're by a fire. But um, anyway, you know, 2020 has been <laughs> a crazy year. Uh, we've got a pandemic going in our country. Uh, we've got people that have lost jobs. I read an article about the families and people that are going hungry in Houston. Uh, a brother and sister from our church, I heard, are, are both stricken with COVID. I know a, a really close pastor friend of mine who has just gotten over COVID. Uh, my assistant pastor at my church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, uh, had a serious bout with COVID earlier this year. People are suffering out there. And then we've got the turmoil around the election and a lot of uncertainty. But, you know, it's really an opportunity uh, to to change your life, to, to experience the transformative power of Christ. And I want to try to uplift you today. I want us to turn the page. I don't want to minimize anybody's difficulties, but I want us to turn the page on 2020 and move into a new year by helping others, by being Christ-like, by imitating Him, by being humble, by following Him, for forg- by forgiving others, by loving others, by serving, by obeying Him, by having faith in Him. And if we do that, we can all experience the transformative power of Christ. You know, one of the wonderful things about having this microphone is I get to preach to myself. And uh, all of these things that we all need to be uplifted as we go forward in 2020. But it's Christmas. It's time to celebrate the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's go into prayer. Father God, we just lift up our nation right now. And and Father, we ask for healing across our country. We are so divided. We ask that, you know, it looks impossible, but we know that nothing is impossible for you. And we ask that that you you bring us closer together and, and... let us sit down at the table again and be able to talk through our differences and 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 transform us into one nation under God. 
where where we have godly principles in our affairs. And Father, we ask, you know, I lift up my family. You know that there are certain people in my family that are going through some great difficulty right now, physical and otherwise. And and I ask that that you touch them in a way that they can be touched by nobody else. I, I lift up all the families out there. For example, Father. With this COVID thing, people may be sick from kidney disease or liver disease or heart attacks or automobile accidents or COVID, but people can't go into the hospitals because of their families can't be with them. And that that's, you know, Father, what that does to us. And I ask that you give healing to the people that are sick and ill on your supernatural touch, but also that you give comfort and peace to their families, Father, as they, all this uncertainty, Father, we just lift our nation up and, and we turn our, our eyes to you. We ask that, that you have touch everyone's heart and just have them turn to you for each and everything they do. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, it is really difficult right now. Um, this COVID thing is something that, you know, we've never lived through before. And, and I don't want to get political, but we've never had an election like this where there was so much dispute and so much uncertainty. And, you know, for the church is what where my focus is. And I, I think it's an opportunity for us to reach out to other people who who live in this uncertain world where you can't really count on people, but we know somebody that you can count on, and his name is Jesus Christ. You know, in John 3.16, we hear that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I heard a pastor the other day talk about how God must have looked around in heaven and looked to his left and looked to his right and said, what else could I give? What else could he give but his son to come down and to live with us and to experience our struggles? Jesus was fully divine and fully human to experience our struggles so that there was complete understanding of what we go through. And then to to have this miraculous, incredible three-year ministry that just changed the world. You know, he came at a time where where there wasn't internet. He wasn't able to talk on a radio station or a TV station. Uh, he changed the world from a small little community, recruited some guys that were just ordinary people, and showed the world the, by the way he lived uh, how to live. You know, he shows us. If we read through the Gospels, we see how to live, and it's so wonderful. And God gave that to us. And that is an incredible Christmas. And so, you know, this year I've noticed there's a little bit less commercialism because so, so much is tied up with COVID. Um, and, but maybe that's a good thing because maybe we need – I love Christmas trees and I love Christmas presents and I, I love all those things. But, you know, maybe we ought to make it more about Jesus this year and about what God's done for us. And, and maybe we ought to give back to, to God Well, you say – you know, you want to talk about some. I've heard people say before, uh, how do you give a gift for somebody that has everything? Uh, you know, some guy that's uh, wealthy or something and has everything he wants, and, and that can be a challenge. So you might ask yourself the same question How can I, sitting here in Houston, Texas, or out in East Texas, wherever I am, what can I give to God? Well, there are wonderful things that you can give to God. The, the, the Bible tells us what he wants us to give. And, you know, we can just start by being kind to people. By just practicing random acts of kindness and, and, and forgiving. We're going to talk about that some more in a minute. But forgiving is a great, wonderful gift. I mean, God has forgiven us of so much. And, and you know, that's why he sent his son. He sent his son not only to come down and live with us and experience all the things that we experience but, and have this ministry, but then to die on the cross for our sins. Do you know out there 
no matter where you are, even if you don't, you're not living for Jesus right now, he died for you when you were still yet a sinner. He died for all of us. And then, and then humans killed him. And he said on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's the God we serve. How incredible is that? In his agony, his human agony. That's what he said. That's so magnificent, so wonderful. And then, of course, the greatest gift of all, uh, he rose on the third day to give us the hope of eternal life. And he invites us all into his, to his kingdom. And all we have to do is believe in him and trust in him and have faith in him. And that's what we can do. You know, in John six twenty six, the disciples asked Jesus, what is, what is the work of the kingdom? And Jesus replied, the work of the kingdom is to believe in the one he sent. So that's that's you know that's really that's our, our our main challenge because if we believe, and and if we trust, and if we have faith, and if we seek the kingdom first, then all else will follow. That's what His Word tells us. So let's let's talk about something because I, what I'm outlining is the greatest Christmas gift ever given. It far surpasses anything that any of us could receive in this fallen world. I mean, it is just so wonderful what he's done for us it's so magnificent so again i don't want to minimize whatever you've gone through this year but there's a way to transform your life and that's why this program is called the transformative power of christ there's a way to transform the way that you look at things you know you may have problems out there and they seem really big and again i don't want to minimize them but let's look at it this way let's let's switch the problem okay this problem seems big but the bible tells us and it's true nothing is impossible for god so this is the same God. Did you know that that the nearest star would take us at our current technology 73,000 years to reach? That is the nearest star. This is the God that created billions, not just of stars, of galaxies. And this is the same God that can be there, that 73,000 years away, and here right now, and can be with you wherever you are. So your problem may look really big, but it's not big for God. It's a little pity thing, and He's with you when you put, when you turn your life over to Him. You know, we talked about pride a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things that we have to do, and we're gonna we're gonna go through this because Paul said in Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one, he said, "Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ." Another translation says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." So the first thing we have to kind of do is. We're not going to be God. I'm going to tell a joke. My wife didn't like this joke, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, there's a football coach named Vince Lombardi, very famous, and the Super Bowl tro- trophy is called the, the Lombardi Trophy. Anyway, he had just won a big game. He came home, and he got in bed with his wife, and she said, God, your, your feet are cold. And he said, well, honey, I think when we're in bed, it's okay to call me Vince. So anyway, that's, you know, we tend to, you know, I, many of you may know that I have a, a an addiction ministry. I work with people that are in recovery because I think we're all recovering from something. And and one of the things we, that is a problem is we have to surrender. We're not God. We're, we're prideful by nature, and we have to surrender, and we have to be humble, and that's that's really critical because, you know, we're taught in the society, we're taught that, hey, be in control, be a man, solve your own problems, uh, things of that nature. But the truth is we need God. And so the first thing to do is acknowledge him that we're not God. You know, the first step in, in 12-step program is to realize that you're, you can't control something. 
uh, and that your life has become unmanageable. Well, that can be true for all of us, no matter what stronghold we're, we're, you know, we need help. We need the fellowship of other brothers and sisters in Christ. And most importantly, we need to look to him. We need to look to his word. We need to to surrender our lives. We need to pray for his, you know, y'all may know, I'll be transparent that I've had an addiction problem and went through rehab. One of the first things they taught me was pray for God's will. We don't always have the answers, but he does. Your problems aren't too big. So you know uh so we need to have humility and that's that's the opposite of the pride that can be natural to some of us in romans 12:1 paul writes offer your bodies as a living sacrifice do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds and and that is so hard for us even the apostle paul in chapter 7 of romans said i do what i don't want to do and i don't do what i want we can only do all things through christ who strengthens us amen so 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 how do we get there? How do we get there where we're where we start putting his will, where we start putting what he wants in our lives and start following him? How do we get there? Well Luke nine twenty three says, If anyone would this is Jesus saying, If anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves, pick up their cross daily, and follow me. Now some people might take that that are out in the world as a negative thing, but I tell you it's a beautiful thing. First of all, you've got to deny yourself. Paul the apostle Paul said, I die daily. You know, we have these selfish concerns. That's why I talked about pride and selfishness. We need to tr- transform that into humility and looking for God's will. And when we do that and when we follow him, life changes. My life changed amazingly. When I when I just was seeking myself, my own selfish, fleshly pleasures, uh, I, I never got full. I was just empty all the time. And then when I put Jesus Christ in the center of my life, my marriage was restored, my career was restored, and all of a sudden I began to get filled with something that I'd been missing. And that's the transformative power of Christ. And it's out there. It's a free gift. This gift I talked about at the beginning, it's a free gift. It's the greatest gift ever given. All you have to do is believe in him, trust him, and and follow him. So how do we follow him? Well, there's many ways that we follow him. One of the most important is to forgive. In in Matthew six fourteen, Jesus says, This is it from the Sermon on the Mount, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Look look at the Lord's Prayer. It says, Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive others. You know, we think when we're mad at somebody that somehow we're hurting them. <laughs> That's not true at all. You know, one of the greatest stories I've ever had of a transformation was there was a killer out on the West Coast called the Green River Killer and and killed many young women. And one of the uh, one of the mothers of the young women was a Christian and, and she went to his trial, to his sentencing. And with tears in her eyes, she looked at him and said, I forgive you. And that woman, you know, went through such horrible tragedy. But that was so healing for us. When we forgive other people, it heals us. It's not just for them. It it heals us because we were directed, because God knows what's better for us. He knows what's good for us. We don't always know. We hardly ever know, in fact. But he knows always. He knows. In fact, in in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, 24, it, it says, if you've got something against a brother or sister, and that means brothers and sisters in Christ, not just your relatives, it says, and you come bring something to the altar, well, leave it there. 
and go be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come back and offer your gift to God. See, this is a gift to God, is forgiving each other. His word says, so it's not only, he knows because he knows what's good for us. He knows that when we get that weight, that, you know, it's this we have such a society where, you know, people say, don't get mad, get even, and revenge, and the Hatfields and McCoys, and all this stuff. You know, there are people across this nation in prison because they couldn't forgive somebody, because somebody cut them off in traffic, or because somebody uh, disrespected Expected, uh, and they went and shot him. You know, that's that's a, that's from the devil. That's that's from the enemy, and and, and most of us don't do, take it to that extreme. But I've seen families where there's just where they hold these grudges. Somebody didn't invite me to this or that, or you know, for just different reasons, and they hold grudges for years, and it and it destroys the fa- fabric of the family. I want to help you. Jesus, more importantly, Jesus wants to help you, and He tells you in His Word to forgive people. You know, one of the greatest stories in the Bible, I think, is the parable of the prodigal son. You know, the son went out and asked his father for his inheritance. He was the second son. And he went and he, and he he spent it all on lavish living. And he ended up in desperate circumstances. And finally he decided, well, even my father's servants live better than the way I'm living. So he went back home. And And Jesus told this parable because that's who God is. Because he expected when his when he got home, his father would be mad at him. His father would not accept him. His father would treat him like a servant, but at least he'd have some food on the table. But instead, God was there with open arms. And he said, we're going to have a feast. Go kill the fatted cow. You know, and now his brother was upset and like, well, hey, wait a minute. I've been here working hard. And that's how, how so often how we are. He was, you know, I've been working here hard. How come he's getting the special treatment? You never feel, killed the fatted calf for me. But that's who God is. And so if you're out there and you've drifted away from God or you've never even known him, it's okay. He's a loving, forgiving God. His grace knows no bounds. Why don't you use this difficult year 2020 to change your life, to turn it around and accept his grace, accept his forgiveness, accept his love, which is beyond anything that you could possibly imagine. Let's turn the page on 2020 and honor Christ as we go into this Christmas season. Let's honor him in ways that the Bible tells us to honor him. And forgiving other people is one of the greatest things you can do. But that applies also, and I see this in my recovery work, to forgiving yourself. You can't change the past. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes in our lives. You can't change the past. You've got to walk past it. If the creator of the universe that slung the stars that we talked about earlier can forgive you, why can't you forgive yourself? Or why can't you forgive other people? It's not worth it. Practice forgiveness this Christmas season. In fact, in Leviticus 19.18, God told us, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. And who is our neighbor? Well, that question's answered in, in, the, in the parable of the Good Samaritan. And we see that the, the Good Samaritan is the only one that, that hurt the person that had been uh, injured and left by the robbers on the side of the road. And Jesus said, that's your neighbor. So that's when I, when I started this. I said, practice random acts of kindness. How would we change our country and indeed the world if we were all just kind to each other? I see so much division out there right now. And where does it get people? I see people on Facebook calling other people names. And, and I see people that are just, you know, <laughs> you know, road raging and just getting mad. And uh, uh, people they don't know and people they know, their families, that only harms you. That's what the enemy wants. That's not what God wants for you. And in fact, in Matthew verse, chapter 6, verse 2, Jesus says, When you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets. 
do it in secret. So your father in heaven who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do it for the glory of God. That, that's, that's who, you know, we live in this life, really. We think all this stuff is so important, but this is just a whisper. Eternity is a long time, folks, and you need to focus on what's important, and that is your relationship with Jesus Christ, because it is truly transformative. It will change your life. I want to uplift you. He wants to uplift you. Use this Christ, this season of 2020, this difficulty. Let's use it to change our own lives but also to transform the world, to be the light of the world so that when people see you, they say, hey, that's a Christian. That, that, well, I want what they want. Man, that's pretty cool. Jesus told us to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You know, I was, um, we shouldn't judge. You know, I was in a cafe once a couple of years ago, and, and the people behind me, I couldn't help but overhear them, and they say, ah, oh, you know those Christians. They're so judgmental. And I just couldn't help it because I had come out of rehab and I was so lucky. God just put the right people in my path. And I walked into New Covenant Church, which is our home church, our parent church. And I walked into a men's meeting, and I told them what had happened to me. And they all came over and just gave me such love and encouragement and, and just loved on me. And, and I can't tell you how instrumental that was in my walk because we are new creations. When we accept Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us we're new creations in Christ. And that is so true. And I will never forget those people they gave me such encouragement, and it was so wonderful. So don't judge others. Show them mercy. The Bible says don't judge so that you won't be judged. You know, that's not our job. That's God's job, and, and it'll make your life a lot better if you stop doing it. Next topic is serve. You know, the disciples were on the road to Capernaum, and they were arguing, and Jesus asked them, what were you arguing about in the road? And they were arguing about who was the greatest. And Jesus called them over and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. In fact, in Mark ten forty five, Jesus said, for even the son of man, this is, this is Jesus incarnate down, down on the earth. Even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What a wonderful gift that he gave us. How amazing is that? And he, we, you know, what did he do? He walked around, he healed people. He, you know, he, he encouraged people. He washed the disciples' feet. My goodness. He showed us how to live. In, you know, in Galatians 5.13, Paul says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. What, what a wonderful thing. You know, I see in my recovery work that people really turn the corner and really start to experience a supernatural recovery and folks were you know it's not all about addiction everybody's recovering from something but when they start to serve others we need people need help out there it's a wonderful blessing to serve others it, f- it fulfills you in a way that the selfish pursuits just don't do it so let's go out there and serve and in matthew twenty five forty, jesus says truly i tell you whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me so let's be kind to people. Let's serve. Let's help. Serve at food banks. Do whatever you can. If you're worried about COVID, then, then, and I understand that because it's serious and it's real, then donate to, donate to people that are out there doing it. Find ways to help in your community. It'll change the world one step at a time, and that's what Jesus wants for us. You know, John fourteen fifteen, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. In John sixteen twenty three. He says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. That's a wonderful way to give to God. You don't know what to give him? Give him that. Keep his commandments. 
Love other people. Forgive other people. Serve others. That's what you can give to God. You know, James 2.17, so many of us are familiar with this scripture, and there's a lot of confusion about what it means. Faith without works is dead. Well, James later says in, in verse 18, he says, I will show you my faith by my deeds. So those deeds are what I've been talking about, forgiving others, loving others, serving others. But they're also about doing what God's asked us. And that's what he said. Remember what I said in John six twenty six: The works of the kingdom is to believe in him, to trust in him. You know, when you go through these difficulties, when you have faith and you understand that God works for the good of all of those who believe in him, then these difficulties become a lot more easy to handle. And that's what I want you to use this 2020. Let's turn the page. Let's let's start believing in him, trusting in him, having faith in him. Even if the worst thing happens to us, he calls us home. Paul said to die is to gain. You know, people that have near-death experiences, one of the things they universally report is they don't want to come back. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose in your life. Accept it and, and begin to experience the transformative power of Christ. You know, the, one of the last things that Jesus said to his disciples was in Matthew chapter 28 when he said, go and make disciples of all nations. So, you know, have the strength and the courage to witness to people. Have the strength and the courage to try to equip people to, to help others. Live your life with humility. Live it with love. Serve others. It'll change your life. You know, he's the God who keeps on giving. In John fourteen sixteen through 18, Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Accept the Holy Spirit into your life. Accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Experience the transformative power of Christ. He is the God that keeps giving. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I really wish that for everybody out there. But more importantly, that's what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to experience the fruit of the Spirit. You know, we're New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We started a church on March the 1st, and we got knocked out of our building by COVID. Um, and after three services. But we're online. We're on Facebook. We have services every Sunday night at 6 p.m. We have a ministry that meets on Fridays at 7 p.m. It's called Covenant Recovery Ministries. It meets at 901 Wilson Road in Humble, Texas. 901 Wilson Road in Humble, Texas. We'll be meeting December 17th, Friday, or maybe it's December 18th. Yes, December 18th, Friday at 7 p.m. We're upstairs. We had a brother join us from this radio program last week. That was wonderful. It's at 901 Wilson Road, Covenant Recovery Ministries. Every Friday night, it's a recovery ministry. We're on on Saturday. We'll be on this Saturday with a dear friend of mine, Pastor Boyd Harrell. We'll be on at 4 on Saturday, and we'll be talking about his ministries, cool ministries. And then we're here every Monday, 530, the transformative power of Christ. If you'd like to contribute to our ministries, you can do so by going to nccgreaterheights.org nccgreaterheights.org I preach every Monday at 5.30 live. I just want to have the feeling of being here with you and experiencing God's words with, with you. His word is so powerful and the power of Jesus Christ is something beyond all of our imagination. The love that he feels for you. We love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights but he loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Experience his love this Christmas. Turn your life over to him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.